When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. All right, it's Tuesday, January 3rd. Clearly not a Sunday. This this will be the last week we're not on Sunday. Strange couple of weeks with the holiday and like who gets what day off. And I think I love that time of year, but I'm always ready for it to be over. Like I'm ready to get into a Yeah, groove. back into a rhythm. I actually uh, was, was putting Elise to bed last night, and I started looking ahead to this week because I'm trying to... You know, get my head ready for the next couple of weeks as far as like sports schedules go. Yeah. When do the women play? Yep. When do the men play? When's wrestling? You know, and you try and because it's a almost like a nightly thing. And then I I'm looking at the Big Twelve schedules and I was like, oh yeah, I kind of like this time of year. Like we get games every night and like they're good game because the Big Twelve there's no bad team. Right, so there's almost a game every night. Yeah, that matters. And I, I love the fact that when it's just miserable outside, yeah. that you have something to look forward to every week, and a lot of times two times a week, yes. which is great. And eat four times a week with the women's games, you yes. know, like, yeah. and then rest, you've got something to take your mind off all yeah. the other stuff, which is fantastic. And I, I totally agree. It actually, the Big 12 basketball and wrestling helps the rhythm of the new year almost helps you get a new routine. Absolutely. Like this is this is what I think about. It's like, okay, turn the calendar. Now it's basketball time, and, and we can plan accordingly starting with this week. It's great. No, yeah, because like tonight, um, we've got good games tonight. Hold yep. on one second. I had them pulled up. I, I lost them here. Oh, we got uh, – well, we – I didn't even realize there was a Big 12 game yesterday. Yeah. I like totally missed it. But then tonight we've got Kansas at Texas Tech. Oof, Come on. Salty. Let's go. Let's get after it. Uh, we'll do basketball. You're going to do a cor- 
corner three with Jared too, right? Yes. Is that what I heard? Yes. So you guys will Later probably today. do more like X's and O's, nitty gritty stuff. You can expect that to be on the feed probably tonight or first thing tomorrow morning. We are presented as always by our friends at MacDyne and the MacDyne Corporation. And check them out at MacDyne.com today. All right, new year, new you. Perhaps you want a new job. M-E-C-H-D-Y-N-E.com. Really great Iowa Staters run this company. They love Iowa Staters, and they love uh, getting applications. I know many of you have applied and are even working there now. So go to MacDyne.com. I could not endorse this company just as far as culture and all that stuff goes more. What do they uh, have in their next social that we're like, I don't know. honorary members That's of a now, I think? Really good question. Yeah, we're just going to go and broadcast from every MacDyne social. <laughs> hey, who are these guys again? Oh, yeah, it's just the guys it's in the corner <laughs> with their microphones. Right. <laughs> uh, we'll get to the win over Baylor. I uh, want to talk. Brock Purdy continues to roll. I uh, want to do some college football playoff with you because, uh, again, you're going to be doing a lot of basketball with Jared later on. Uh, but my my Green Wave beat. How about that? That was USC. an all timer. That that made me so happy. <laughs> TCU's in the college football unbelievable playoff championship game, which is which is really a lot of fun. The Georgia Ohio State was an all timer too. Yeah, well, I, we'll start with Baylor. I, I actually. I was really, really depleted, and I, I still think long-term, man, losing Jazz Coons hurts more than what people probably, if you just, now, I'll, I'll say it this way. If you're a diehard and you watch these games, you know how important he is. If you're a casual fan, which is totally fine, we, you're very welcome to, you probably will look at a box score and be like, oh, it's not that big of a loss. Yeah. I, I was concerned just, like, how are they going to play without him? He... But there would be like a um, a double assist stat. Like Jazz would probably be one of the all-time greats in that. The ball just doesn't get stuck when he's in there. Uh, he's the team's best rebounder. I wanted to see them play without him. And boy, did they respond against Baylor. Shocking to me. I I don't think Baylor is what they have been. I think they're no. middle of the pack in the Big 12, to I, be honest. I, I agree with that. I mean, they need they need George and Flagler to be good. I, I They just don't have yeah. a lot of help inside. Yeah, I, I think they're a fourth or fifth place team in the league, if I had to bet right now. But to beat them by 15 in the way that Iowa State did with Taman Lipsy playing as well as he did, um, you, you can't count on Kalsher and Grill to – hit five threes a game. Nope. But when you do, you damn well better take advantage of it. And they, they did, and they blew them out. Iowa State shot 50% from the floor and made 10 threes. <laughs> they're, they're not going to lose many games when they play like that. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. In fact, you know, I was going to look it up, but I don't think last year in conference play they shot over 50% at all. Let me do a quick, quick browse. They did against West Virginia. Uh, that was the Brockington game when he went nuts. And that was it. So okay. one time, and at Oklahoma State, and at Oklahoma State. So twice in 18 games last year did Iowa State shoot over 50% in conference play. Did it in game one against Baylor, who came in as a really good defensive team. Uh, but I think what you saw, and it's been the, the talking point all year round for this team, is they're not going to be as good as they were last year defensively just because you took a step back a little bit with, with Hunter as compared to Holmes. But you're better offensively. There's no question. And if yeah. they can get that from Oshun, I thought Oshun was really active early in that. Oshun kept them in the game in the first half, him and Kalsher. And then, yeah, and, and, then, and then they 
and the grill really stepped up in the second uh, half. They 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 need they need three to four guys, and they got it. And Lipsy was arguably he's been the best player for Iowa State this year, which is incredible. Yeah, and it's, and it's he's really been so fun to watch. It's really crazy to think of the. It, it does remind me a little bit. I don't want to keep hammering this, but the Monte Morris comp. Well, Fran kept bringing up Monte Morris on Saturday, <laughs> and it was like, well, I get it. I understand. Well, and, and I'll say this too. Like I, I've told people this story, and some people don't think it's believable. But I remember so when before the Boo Boo Palo stuff went down that summer, Monte's oh, yeah, freshman year. Yep. I mean, I I was golfing with some members of the staff. This was in like August. They were at a, okay. So where I, I don't want to give a timestamp. It was before all the Boo Boo Palo stuff happened. Yeah. where he wasn't going to be able to play. They were considering redshirting Monte Morris. For sure. And I, they weren't going to redshirt Taman Lipsy. He was always going to play this year. It was going to be spot duty. He was going to be a five to ten minute the right. game guy. And then Jeremiah Williams goes down. And, I mean, they had a couple of options, I think. You could have said, hey, uh, Jaron, you've been practicing with, you know, because Williams hadn't been there all summer because of it. he had been hurt with that shoulder deal and they had been practicing, but, but TJ and the staff made the conscious decision. No, we're going to put our chips all in with the freshmen here. And they have been rewarded mightily for that. Not only because Taylor Taman's been good, but the other guys have been way better than if Jaron Holmes is trying to play point guard or if Gabe Kalsher is trying to play point guard, right? Like this is, really, really worked out to their advantage. And the thing about I like about Taman is it doesn't feel like he's playing out of his ass. Like I just no. I think this is just who he is. He's just steady and he's always there. Mm-hmm. And he's a really good defender. And I think that part gets overlooked a little bit is like, well he's you know, he's been productive offensively, but he is a plus defensively too. And Scott Drew said that after the game. He's like, what really surprised me is how good that guy is on defense. And if you think about this kind of life cycle of college basketball teams, if Tyrese Hunter doesn't leave for Texas, there's no way yeah. Taman Lipsy is, is doing this. And arguably, Iowa State's future is better with Lipsy than Hunter because you're able to bring in uh, Nojus and Momsilovich yeah. and Baloo to be the guy. Taman's never going to be the guy, and that's what I think makes him so valuable. Yeah. is you could put that guy on any roster and he'll fit in great because he doesn't need the ball to be successful. And so I would argue the, the arc of Iowa State basketball actually is better now with Lipsy than it would be Hunter. So it's interesting how it all works out, how there's all, mm. when one door closes, really good an, point. another one will open. And, and Tyrese Hunter's decision in April has put Iowa State's future actually on, on I think, on an upward trajectory with Lipsy. He's not going to the NBA. Lipsy's not. No. Uh, Taman's a great kid. I mean, who knows anything in the NIL world? But I don't. I don't envision him, um, you know, looking elsewhere at Iowa State. I think he's mm. he's a great kid. He's going to be the guy. And then you you've it's got him for four years too. Yeah, you got him for four years. Yeah. Like this is it. That's the exciting part. And I know it's it's hard to you know get distracted by the next three years when he's been really good this year. But I'm just super excited for him. And he was the best player at times on the floor. And there were. Keontae George is a top 15 pick next year. Mm-hmm. And Taman Lipsy belonged with that guy. Now, will he be an NBA guy? I don't know. Not after this year. But Lipsy uh, is everything you could ask for more so far. Will he ha- he'll have some down days because he doesn't, 
He's still not a great shooter, which is fine, but you don't need him to... If he's the Monte Morris role, if he's just doing what he needs to do, Iowa State can be successful. And there's a reason why Iowa State's been much more efficient offensively this year. I think, as an orchestrator, he's better than Tyrese is. I just do... Hunter. Oh, yeah. I just think he's he is a better just fit with the rest of the roster. Now, Tyrese's high end is, is better from a pure athleticism NBA standpoint, but I... Lipsy has been far. This is. It reminds me a little bit of Halliburton with how much he's exceeded my expectations before the year to where he is now. I I think that I think too. You know the Big Twelve better than I do. Tell me if I'm speaking out of turn. What one of my reactions to Saturday's game was if he is that type of a player in the Big Twelve, he could be the freshman of the year. Yeah, I mean George is going to be tough to beat, uh, but. I'm saying if Taman's putting up good. stats like that, like he will be in that conversation. I, it's I'm not saying he'll win it, but like who would have thought, thought that? Right. Like right. nobody thought that. And and somebody brought this up to me, and and it's a good point. If Lipsy doesn't get hurt in high school, he was on the way to being a a super, you know, not Harrison Barnes level prospect, but a higher prospect than he was. The knee injury kind of knocked him down in the 150 yeah, range. I remember like when he was a freshman, people thought like he could have been a five-star even. Yeah. It's kind of the talk. Yeah, that was the talk. And then he got while. hurt. Yeah. Um, but it's there. Like the intangibles are off the charts. And I, there's a reason. I mean, TJ was, it was, it was two priorities. Get Taman Lipsy mm-hmm. and keep Tyrese Hunter. Yep. And it's interesting now that those, those two paths are kind of interwoven in history now because of the arc of Iowa state basketball. And, from where we were in April to where we are now, beating a, a Baylor to, team who came in as the conference pick to win it and beating them by 15. The other thing I'd say is, Chris, I thought Hilton was was phenomenal. And I think finally you, you saw the announcement last week that I would say it sold out, what, four or five conference games already. It's taken a little bit, you know, to recover from the COVID slash prone situation. Yeah. But now it feels like we're almost back to that 15, 16 era for Iowa State basketball where it's appointment TV, it's appointment viewing at Hilton now. I, I couldn't agree more. It killed me. I had a family Christmas and I, I couldn't I couldn't miss it. It just, killed just, me not being in Hilton on Saturday, watching it on TV. Like, the crowd was electric. It just felt great. like that Your classic dad, winter yeah. Saturday yeah. afternoon and Hilton. No that we students all there either. Yeah. You get down, what, 9 or 10 in the first half, but it never felt like, man... Baylor's going to run high. It's just like, you're just waiting. It felt like the old days. Like, you're just waiting for that run to happen, and it did. I want to talk to you about officiating. Uh, I'll do that here in a minute. I want to oh, give I our, love that. our friends at Gravitate Coworking a shout-out. GravitateCoworking.com. Check them out today. Uh, if you are one of the thousands of people, tens, hundreds of thousands of people in our state who you don't have an office anymore after the pandemic and you've been looking for a place to get out of the house. You can go to downtown Des Moines, East village, midtown Windsor Heights, Cedar falls and Jefferson. Uh, What I like about it is you can have as little as a mailbox or you can have your own dedicated office. Check them out at gravitatecoworking.com today. They it's a community type of feel there too, which is, which is why I like it. The, uh, they did they did like a holiday donation drive uh, with their members awesome. and stuff like that. So yeah, check them out at gravitatecoworking.com. So I have a theory and I just want to run it by you. I I wrote a long piece for our premium subscribers on which would have been God, I don't even remember what date it is, Monday or Sunday, whatever I did this. Um 
I have a theory on this year's team. So we, as Iowa State fans, the longtime fans understand this more so than the younger generation probably. But there's been this, I don't know if I call it tradition, but there's something that's plagued Iowa State for decades where uh, it's kind of like the blessing and the curse of Hilton. Yeah. Where there's been a lot of years where you just went out at home. Maybe you lose out on the road. One of those type of things. And it's often been because of shooting, right? Like, oh, it's hard to shoot at Colorado or... For sure. Right? Like, there's... You're such a team that's been precedent. Iowa State didn't win in Stillwater for, like, a 15-year stretch. I remember that Hoiberg team that lost at Texas Tech is a big favorite. Like, I mean, we've we've all got these examples. So, my my theory with this team... And I, I thought it was really interesting because I wrote this for our for our people... And then we got a joint text message from a mutual friend of ours in the business last night that kind of said something similar. And like, I'm looking at the Big 12 and I'm looking at Ken Palm that currently only projects two teams in the league to have a winning record this year. <laughs> that is so stupid. Which is just like bizarre. But I, I just was, it blew my mind when I, when I stumbled into that stat. How much is officiating going to impact this team? Oh, I, yeah. my, my thing is, like, I don't necessarily think, like, the way Iowa State plays, like, I'm okay with them on the road because I, they're they're never really going to be relying that much on three-point shooting, right? Like, you're going to get games like that on Saturday, but we're also not going to just rely on them, if that, if that makes sense. Uh, what terrifies me about this team going on the road is how these games are officiated and and I think we saw that you you see often that TJ's teams get way better calls in the second half than they do in the first. But I also think like these 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 refs are human, and I mean Iowa State really does foul you on every play if you watch, and they're kind of coached to do that. It's like the old Bob Huggins style, and that's what terrifies me about this team on the road is foul trouble. Yeah, absolutely. I, I just think that these games are going to be called completely differently in Hilton compared to on the road. I, that's that's the home court advantage. It's and it's not even a as an official. It's not even a, a conscious decision of oh well. It's it, there's like a subconscious of wanting. There's been books written about this. It's a human psychology of wanting to please the masses. And so tech. I mean, there is a statistical thing that at home you're going to get. I think it's like a foul and a half difference than on the road. Uh, so, Iowa State almost got burned by it, though. In that first half, Iowa State got in some foul yeah, troubles. Yeah, when Gabe it, picked up his second, I got like, worried. It, and this is yeah. going to be a story, especially without Jazz. Mm-hmm. They just don't have the luxury of getting into foul trouble, even as they did a week ago. So, yeah, absolutely. And and Do you think the, I'm onto something with that, though? Cause, oh, uh, that... So, a uh, couple stats. Field goal percentage, okay. Turnovers, fouls. It's gonna be right there all year, and and you look at you look at Saturday. Iowa State did get called for twenty one, which was the fourth highest of the year. Give me but, half differential. But That'd be interesting. Yeah, I, I would. I mean, it, it felt like it was like fourteen to yeah it, yeah. it felt like it was a big difference. The good news is though, keep an eye on this all year all year long. Uh, Iowa State shot twenty free throws. Baylor shot twenty three. If Iowa State can be even yeah, in that stat, great point. it's a great sign. Especially, and that's what last year's team couldn't do. They couldn't get to the line. Yeah. Like, so, Iowa State's going to Oklahoma on Wednesday. It was the most incredible stat last year. 
with the similar makeup. Remember, Iowa State was in that game and then just kind of lost it late. But at Oklahoma last year, Iowa State shot one free throw. Mm, one, I remember that. One yeah. free throw and lost by, ended up losing by 13. But the fouls got out of hand on one-sided in favor of Oklahoma. They were at home. But it's got to be something. What, what the foul situation does, you, yeah, you, the foul trouble is bad because you get guys that are not able to play. But then secondly, if you're able to get to the line with those Shoons and the Jarens of the world, it can end droughts. And that's why I think this team's better this year is they can get to the line. Well, uh, if the... <laughs> If we're right and getting to eight is a lock to get you into the tournament, which I think we're correct, yep. Then Seven you kind of I kind of felt like you stole one a little bit on Saturday, only in the sense that like you put okay, well, let's put TCU, Texas, Kansas, Baylor in a tier where you you feel like you had to win two of those at home. Yep. Yep. Good point. At least two. You would love to get three. Four would be a dream. I, I, that's a good way to put it. Yep. But like I just I felt like with Jazz be being out, like that long break, I didn't know what to expect. You know, you can say whatever you want about Baylor. They still have a top five coach in Scott Drew. Yeah, and it's still a quad you, one win. Yeah, it just feels like that was a massive, massive one to to get to one and know with two road games coming up because you lose that one and then you gotta go on the road with Oklahoma and TCU. So Oklahoma will be one of the more favorable road games, I feel like, of the year. They, and they've, they're bumming because they blew a lead to Texas at home. Mm-hmm. So they need one bad on yeah. Wednesday. So they're circling Iowa State. It's like, we got to get this. Correct. That's the thing. Is like it, This is it, a brutal it, You're crowd. not playing yourself here. You got other teams with motivation. Oklahoma is a similar profile to Iowa State. And Oklahoma will be a three- to five-point favorite Wednesday. That's good stuff. I... Uh, but no, the the foul, the officiating, officiating for both the men and the women will dictate a lot of games. It'll dictate a lot of games because the women are in a similar similar profile where if Suarez gets in foul trouble or if they're not getting to the free throw line or whatever it is. I, uh, and, and, and listen, I, I love officials, and I, I wish we weren't a part of the game, but in the Big 12, how, how the whistle is going will dictate a lot of things, and I obviously it's got to adjust to it. So it's two things. It's like, yeah. No it doubt. will it will be important, but then also, how do you adjust? If they're calling it tight, then guess what? You can't do what you usually do, and you, you can't afford to get Gabe Kalsher, Tame, and Lipsy three fouls in the first half. No, no. I, real quick before we move on, I, I do. I think Trey King has probably exceeded what I thought he would bring early. I, he, I, he, he you got to like with him, yes. not necessarily focus on his box score and focus on defense and boxing out and all that good stuff. And I, I think he's been really, really productive. He made a couple plays in the second half. It's like, that's exactly what he needs to do. Yeah. He didn't try to do a thing offensively, yeah, which he, is fine. He's listening to his coaching. He literally came in there yeah. and just hustled and rebounded. And it's like, thank you. And you know what I think it rubbed off on? I thought Shun played his best game since the Villanova game of hustling and rebounding and being active, had the had the big block shot. I would agree with you there. Yeah, those guys can work well together, and I think you know where Trey. The difference for for Trey as compared to Jazz is Trey's a little more athletic, clearly. Mm-hmm. So he can be. A, Jazz was a great rebounder, but Trey can can do some other things defensively that Jazz couldn't. I still think Jazz is a plus defender, but you're not going to drop off a whole lot. Now Trey still hasn't shown the ability to to make a three like Jazz could, but that's okay as long as he's doing the other intangibles. And I thought Iowa State, from a hustle standpoint, was as good as it's been all year. Wow. Well. Got to keep it up because that you know what you're just not going to outskill people 
No. And so you got to do all the little things, and Iowa State was off the charts good. And when you do outskill people, you damn well better win. <laughs> Correct, and that's yeah. what they did. I said that to yep. my dad watching that game. I turned to him and I said, "If they don't win this game, we're it's a big loss. This, this tournament team is it's going to be tough because you got to take advantages. You got to take advantage of days like today." Um. All right, I want to shout out to Wiffles Hybrid, the presenting sponsor of segment two here on the Williams and Bloom podcast. Uh, it was down in southwest Iowa over the weekend. Uh, went down there for our family Christmas. And uh, Wiffles, man, they're all over the place down there. They're freaking all over the field, so we appreciate them. Uh, fiercely independent. We have a lot in common with that great company, Wiffles Hybrids. Thank you for sponsoring segment two. Uh, the Williams, it'll be planting season here before you know it. You know, you get to March Madness, and we're talking, we're talking planting season. I, just, I think it's like seed buying season. So pick up the phone. Yeah, Paul Wiffles. Absolutely. Say, hey, what do you got for me? Say, tell me, for, t- tell me about your. Uh, man, I'm not. I don't. I always love. I, I would like an explainer from one of our our uh, seed friends. How do they name the product? Yeah. There's always like numbers and letters and hyphens and all sorts of stuff, but. I'm, their, their stuff's good. I know uh, that much. It's good stuff, baby. <laughs> it's good stuff. Um. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Let's do a little football here. Again, if you want more basketball, Bloom. We're going to dive in deep for the Bloom Big 12. Stansbury will we'll do that coming up on Corner 3. The... Uh, I, I just love TCU winning the game over Michigan the other day for for so many reasons. Um, I just, for this new league, the amount of momentum that it gives you against the whole year of mid-major thing is just so, so massive. I love, like, how it probably felt, like, if you're – specifically sitting at like Chris Del Conte in Texas because <laughs> that's where he came from. And then, you yep. know, just the area. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. The, the TCU is getting to a playoff before Texas. Not only that TCU is the only big 12 team that's ever won a playoff game. Oklahoma's had so many opportunities and fell short. And that wasn't a fluke. You know, it, there was, there, it was not a fluke. They were just as good as Michigan and Michigan, uh, that was just a really, really fun weekend of football. A really good game. Uh, Michigan didn't suck. Like, the TCU was just really good. Yep. Max Duggan's a phenomenal story. And I don't know if they'll beat Georgia. They're a two-touchdown underdog. Chances are, according to that, that they won't. But this just feels like a really big deal for this new league. Hey, how good of <coughs> three-month stretch for the Big 12 between the media deal and then the you know the buy-in and the the belonging you get from TCU, and you know I think TCU is positioned to be clearly now one probably the power football-wise in, in the Big Twelve, which is fine. Like I think that's okay. But if you're Iowa State, you look at this and you go, gentlemen, TCU went five and seven last year, and this year they're playing for a national championship. So it can be done in the Big Twelve, and recruiting-wise, this is huge. 
because the fear was you'd be relegated to a group of five conference and the first real year of NIL and all this stuff. Yeah. Now the media stuff will, the big 10 and the sec will go beyond, but two things happened yet uh, this weekend that were great for the future of college football, in my opinion, and Iowa state TCU winning and getting into the championship is huge. And then even Tulane beating USC, absolutely. Despite the the discrepancy in budgets and everything else, that USC literally bought its roster last year, yeah, and they had a good year, yeah. Like it was proof that that can work. Yeah, they, they went they, to New Year's Six, they, and, and they got one. a Heisman Trophy. <clears throat> uh, but but still, you had a lot of older guys. And what Tulane won two games last year, and now they they won eleven or twelve this year. So Tulane and TCU both give Iowa State hope. Absolutely, yeah. So I think that's the playbook. Iowa like, State's not going out and buying transfers. No, right they're developing from within and they're trying to build. And that's it. It just proves the point, like we've said all along, that culture and getting old and experience and having everybody on the same page. At the end of the day, it can beat the checkbook. And that 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 this weekend proved that. And I, TCU's got some really good players too, though. No I doubt. Mean, I think that's the that's the thing they just needed. So their biggest change was. Uh, a little identity change, but then they got the new strength staff in there. And so that they would credit yeah. that the guy they got, it was the old Baylor strength coach, I believe, um, that, that really turned them around from the get-go. So I, there are some parallels. I'm not predicting Iowa State plays in the national championship next year. That'd be but, something. But you can now in college football. TCU did bring in a bunch of new guys last year. You can turn it around quicker than you ever could before. And I think uh, they're proof of that. The Tulane game was... And everybody knows that I'm a homer for for my green wave. So I, I had rooting interest, but I also found myself well, during that game just fascinated by like this is what's great about this sport. Yes. Like there's really Tulane really has no business being on the field with USC. Zero. When you look at <laughs> just the resources available, the talent discrepancy, just all that stuff, but it's like. They kind of embody their head coach, too. And I mean, this isn't even a shot at Lincoln Riley. I think it's why he's the perfect guy for USC, actually, because he's the embodiment of, like, Southern California, right? Like, he's going to he's gonna maximize the USC scene like Pete oh, Carroll did yeah. back in the day. Right. He's actually – but then you have Willie Fritz. Just an old-timer. Yeah. Or just a, <laughs> you know, like jolly-go-lucky Pittsburgh State. You got, you know, these, like, <laughs> blue-collar Tulane fans that are in the – and it that just – that it was, was fascinating theater for me to watch that, and then they get down. They score sixteen unanswered in the final four minutes, and i I had given up on it. Like I still had the game on, but i i I've been watching because I was I had a lot going on with with my Leech team yesterday. Mississippi yeah, State yeah, was playing right, at the same day, right. and I had started to do something. I was like picking up my picking up the cave down there, and then I was like, oh wow. Uh, Tulane just scored. This just got interesting, and then like all of a sudden they they the they won, and it just it was just crazy. But you know, th- it it does. I I agree with you on that. It was a good weekend. I thought for the playoff, especially, I wanted Ohio State to win because I thought it would be good to not have an SEC team sure play. But I'm watching that playoff, and like that's the first time we've ever had a really competitive. Semifinal, semifinal right? where, where both of the games are really good. And you could just envision, like, wow, imagine when we have six of these games. Right? That's the thing. Like, th- this this is going to get better. And you'll have more participation from the, quote-unquote, smaller conferences, too. 
and this will happen more often. Yeah. Now, could could the SEC and the Big Ten just destroy everybody next year? It's very possible. Uh, it's very possible they could just run the show, and then it becomes that way. But I th- this gave, really, in the 10 years of the playoff, there the SEC and the Big Ten, and mainly the SEC, had just dominated everything. This was really the first time where the another conference stepped up and said, no, we can we can play this game too. And it was so important for, I think, the health of college football that, that this happened, especially considering USC and UCLA are going to the Big Ten. Like now, th- there are so many storylines that come out of like, these coaches can go to their players and say, they did it, we can too. And uh, wh- wh- who said it? Hope is a powerful thing. Was that was that, that Shawshank Redemption that, that yeah, you never watched? That was yeah, the guy who crawled, crawled through the poop. <laughs> but yeah, I think it was, yeah. it was a, recruiting-wise for Iowa State, if it's weird to think about this, but this was a really, really good, really, really, really good weekend for the future of Iowa State. Yeah, and... Um, and they've been I'm, doing fine I'm, anyway in recruiting. I'm just not sure either that I'm a hundred percent. I think over long term, like if you're buying teams and like that, you're going to win more than the teams that aren't. I think yes. that's just natural. I agree but with that too. I'm also watching like this quarterback, you know, the merry-go-round basically in college football, and like the fact that JT Daniels. Yeah, where is he? At? Where did he Rice, end up now? Rice. <laughs> you know, you have like Kelton. Kevin Slovis is at BYU. BYU. Yeah. And my, like, if you look around, you know, a lot of these upstart teams, now not, now like Tulane is not, they have a, a Pratt, a guy who's been there for a while. Yeah. But you have like these guys who were five stars who are now at these mid majors and stuff. And like, I, I think that it gives a shred of hope for, a lot of these smaller schools because they're getting more talent because this the talent wants to play, right? Like it's I think I, I've compared like Oshun is a really great example. Like he, he could have gone other places and I'm sure made more money than he is at Iowa State. Now we're back to basketball. But he wanted to start. You know, he wanted Blame. to be able to play in the best league in the yep. country and we saw what he did on Saturday. And I, I do think as we is we're watching all this, and this is kind of your world now, but it's not necessarily who can write the biggest check every single time. Uh, it it is interesting, and, and people are, I think, get, it's getting mischaracterized what money, what matters more. So there's a good article today on 247 Sports where they literally talked about NIL with the elite college football recruits, and they had a, a quote from Caden Proctor. Who's a big, you know, the big guy yeah, right here in the in Central Iowa from Southeast Polk, and the big story was so he had, he was committed to Iowa, right, and then flipped to Alabama at the last second. The thought was from the Iowa fans that have talked about this is well, he must have got just bags and bags of cash from Alabama. We've talked about this in the past. Remember last summer where I said Alabama is actually at a disadvantage in the NIL world. Yeah, because if you look at their endowment, and again, it's not apples to apples because a football fan and a a, a academic supporter are often not the same person. But Iowa State's endowment is like twice or three times the size of Alabama's, meaning there's not a great amount of wealth of just wealth in Alabama. Now, the football fan base is nationwide, and there probably is more wealth in the football program than there may be academically. But to that point, here's what Proctor said today. He said, when these stories come out, I hope they understand that. It wasn't about the NIL money because I'm not getting as much money as Iowa would have paid me. 
So he literally took less money, according to Caden, taken for his word, yeah. to go to Alabama uh, because he wanted to be around like-minded people and be around the culture and and you know win championships, so to speak. So the point is, if this you is could, all fascinating. Yeah, if you can if you can prove to a guy that you can win yeah. and you can play and you can make the NFL, that still is probably going to be more important than. Um, you know the old, the the quick payday in NIL. So that's, it all it all it's all evolving pretty quickly. That's how Iowa State got Omaha Blue. I mean Omaha, similar story. I, yeah. Omaha recognized how am I going to be in the NBA? Because I'm an elite defender. I'm an elite athlete. Who can maximize that in one year for me? And here's one other thing that has happened. And I've I've told this that I'm I don't know for sure, but you just hear rumblings. There's no question Iowa. I was raised a lot of money. And the guy went on a little, you know, media tour recently. Yeah. Um, they had their issues, which it, I'm sure they raised more money from it. Oh, I'm sure they did. Yeah. But, but the issue now is when the current, pl- when the players currently on the team realize that they're paying this new quarterback, which has to be in the mid six figures, I would guess. I don't know that for a fact. Yeah. But just, just putting things together. The current players hear that and go, well, wait a second. Yeah. Why is this guy getting paid this much when I'm worth that much too? And they've actually, if you look at the numbers, Iowa's had more players in the portal than Iowa State has. And there's other reasons. And, you know, I, I you would argue Iowa State's done better in the portal because players want to be around that culture and that offensive system rather than the Iowa one. So, again, just the, the paycheck is not the end of the world. And it, it is proven with, with, with uh, Tulane, with TCU, uh, with all these stories now that it's all going to be a part of the conversation, not the only conversation. Fascinating times. Yeah, it is. Fascinating times, my friend. I think that's it that I have on the on the football deal. I the Big Twelve kind of sucked in bowl games, but I don't really know don't, like if it matters anymore. No, like the, 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 the the one that mattered was the one yeah. that Well, and the whole like bowl standings, it's just like Yeah, everybody's dealing with it, but it's also like the matchups are different and like totally. I just I enjoyed bowl games. This year, in fact, I I thoroughly enjoyed the bowl games this year. I thought they were really fun, but you also just have to kind of take them for what they are. You know, what I did like about them is almost like they're not exhibition games because they do matter, and the TV ratings were off the charts good, so they're going to keep happening. But there's almost like a freedom in those games, which like, well, if we lose this, who cares? Almost, yeah. yeah. You know, it, it, you saw a lot more going for fourth down. You saw some trick plays, like it. It, I was I I was thoroughly I was thoroughly entertained, and at the end of the day, that's the point. No, it's it's a lot of fun. the The thing, if I never hear, uh, if I if I never hear somebody say that there's too many bowl games again, like that, like people, you you've got to understand, like this is a financial. <laughs> it's yeah, it's a great business for ESPN to be in these bowl. They don't care. They don't they, need anybody in the stands. They don't care. Like you, it is, you watch them because yeah, and, and with the game and you bitch, industry you now, bitch about the five and seven teams, and they're still pulling three million viewers in the middle of a day on a Tuesday. That's why it was like, oh, I bowl games, and then and then you get on Twitter and people are still tweeting about what's happening. Yeah, because you're all betting on it. <laughs> so, so, so. You now your bowl pools, like you're all engaged in it, and then you complain that there's too many of these things. Yeah, the TV ratings complain. go up every year yeah. to watch Rice play. Whoever the I hell would they be are. Curious with those uh, <coughs> those college football playoff bowl ratings were. I bet they were off the charts good. Anyway, they're probably down because it was New Year's Eve this year. But that's fair. General in the past, the New Year's Eve ones have been down compared to New Year's Day. 
But anyways, the uh, the lesser this is just from uh, Sports Media Watch. The lesser bowl games are up this year. To your point, yeah, I'm not surprised <laughs> by that at all. Like we all want to bitch about them and be yeah. like, oh, there's all these standouts and like holdouts. Like, well, I was you're still Iowa, watching Iowa Kentucky and listen. I watched. I had that game on the second monitor. Not exactly a thrill fest. Did it get six million? It got six point six and a half million people. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> Up thirty five percent from last year. Anyway, to watch that game, right? So the the, the New Year's Eve one, uh, and like so, the, people then go, well, what about like why doesn't basketball matter more? Well, like what did the Iowa State Baylor game, I, get? which was like a high level game, right? Best conference in America. I, it, there's no way it got a million. No way. No zero chance. chance. Zero chance. <laughs> There's zero chance. Good times. The just real quick, I just the NFL thing last night, the the tragedy. Yeah. Um real quick, and before you get into it, twenty three million people for Georgia, Alabama, eighteen mil for Michigan. Wait a second. No, that's last year. Disregard. Okay. Disregard. That's from last year's stats. Never mind. Okay. I was gonna say I, I would bet they're down only because bit. of New Year's, Year's Eve. Eve. That's fair. Like my wife was all pissy because of course we're watching the games or the Williamses. We watch football. <laughs> oh, watch Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> no, we didn't even get to I, see the ball drop. I, I well, speaking of that, gone in the other. Room. I'm watching after the bowl game and these they have these musical acts now, and I, I was and they don't have graphics. I said to my wife like four times, "Who who is this person?" Like, I felt 9,000 years old watching the New Year's Eve. I didn't know anybody. Luckily, we really didn't watch any of it because... I did know Miley Cyrus. By the time the games got over, it was like 11. And it's like, oh, okay, we'll flip it over. And they don't really do anything for the central time zone. No. It's kind of like, oh. It's like, oh, yeah, you guys. Oh, oh. the world stopped. Happy My, New Year. I, was, I will say Miley Cyrus has really, really changed since she was hanging on a wrecking ball. Remember when she was on the wrecking ball? She's like a bit of a psycho now, right? No, she's no, she's turned it. No, it's oh, actually quite oh, the opposite. She's, she's uh, legit she's now. She is. I mean, I don't know Miley, but she had she was she did a fine job as a host for New Year's Eve. Well, good. She's gone a long way. Like I said, she's gone a long way from the wrecking ball. Well, I mean, I feel like the last time I saw her, she was just like licking the floor. Or like, you know. Yeah, she was on the wrecking ball. Yeah, people Google the, the wrecking ball <laughs> I don't song. know what you're talking about. You don't know the wrecking ball song? I'm going to. I came and like, I won't sing for you because I don't sing I like know the you. song. I thought you meant like there was something. No, in the music video, she's literally hanging, at, I think, without clothing on the wrecking ball. Oh. Um, now, you, yeah. I mean, this was probably 10 years ago. This one. So you're saying she's grown up a little? Yes, bit. Yes, I have. No, it's it's good for Miley. It's that she's, kid had no chance. She had a, a she's had an interesting career arc. Like you forget, like the the young ones don't remember Billy Ray. That's her dad. You know the one who I never really understand how she's how she does it is Taylor Swift. Like you've never once heard a rumor about her. Yeah, she's like who's her boyfriend? Like who? Like what's she up? The to? amount of money she must have is. You know what I mean though? Astronomical. Like, I, I know. There's never like, oh, T-Swizzle's dating this person. I'd be out of my mind with that money. There's never anything like that yep. about her. So this this is Miley. Like She was going going through it. We all grow in our own unique ways. Oh, yeah. She doesn't have a brassiere on. So Anyway, that she, was... Yeah, uh, see, she's licking the sledgehammer. I knew... Yeah, so there was... She was with, licking something. Yeah, and then was, she'll hang from the wrecking ball later in the song. And people can look at the song... 
But now, my point is, she was an A-plus host on After the Bowl Games that I watched. I was impressed. Her and Dolly Parton. She was with Dolly Parton? Yeah, that was, was, was a duo. What a duo that it is. Was. It was. Yeah, she keeps licking this sledgehammer. Okay. Oh, all, right. all right. God, where was I going to go? Oh, the... the the deal in the NFL game last night. Are we just at the point of society now where when bad things happen, like Demar Hamlin, like where everybody just gets self-important and starts just uh, acting like an idiot? Like I, I had to get off the social media yeah, last night, and it it it, it just you know what I'm talking I about. I do. I honestly, I think there's a. There's it was a, really really gross. It's, Everything. I, I do think there's a psychological thing. And this is what, what, which didn't exist 15 years ago. But when something like this happens, normally you'd be on, you'd call your friend and you'd be on the phone. Yeah. Or, but, but the fact that you can get out there and, and you feel like you need to say something, that's kind of what my, my impression was. Is like, it's like people, something bizarre that we've never seen before happened. And so you just want to share it with the world. And unfortunately, what sharing with the world for some people is the, the strange thoughts that, that some human beings have. Yeah. And, yeah. and, it was a, it was an enlightening, uh, it was a strange, just a strange situation all the way around. But I mean, I just, it, my point was like, sometimes just better not say anything at all. I just kind of like, like even like the Skip Bayless I, stuff. Oh man. It's like, what do we, why, why? It was like, why? I, and I actually like, here's the deal. I'm probably going to get canceled by somebody for saying this. I don't think Skip Bayless meant harm in what he said. I, I really don't. What was, what was he trying to do then? I, I think that he was legit curious about how they would handle the p- playoff scenarios. Yes. Like I, like I don't think skip Bayless probably was like, Oh, I don't care if he lives or dies. I think, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, like, I get I, it. But there's so much loss in translation in that. And then skip Bayless has this reputation. That's the thing you can't get your, you can't. And then get, you had all the idiots coming in about the COVID stuff. Yes, that was, and then troubling. and then you had the constant bashing of the NFL, where I'm a little bit sympathetic to them because it's like, well, they've, this never has happened never happened before. before. And then people were crushing ESPN early. It's like, well, what do like, you want them to do? Yeah, this is, this that, is all like, there's no playbook for any of this. And stuff. What, when something bad happens, why do you always want to? Everyone just wants to criticize. Yeah, I don't. Know. I don't know. It it, it was just, a weird was, two hours. Strange. I just I felt for. And I thought the ESPN people did a did a. Uh, they're phenomenal. Job. Scott Van Pelt deserves a, an award for and, how he handled. And what it. do you do there? And, and I, I mean, I struggled. I it's mean, hard. What do you do if you're on first take today? Can you even talk I about the know. games? Or are you going to get criticized? I, right. right? Like, how do you handle it? Like, I mean, it's, I've never, as a broadcaster, I've, thankfully, <coughs> have never been in that situation. I struggled. Shoot, I struggled during the lightning delay for Iowa State, South Dakota State in 2018 to fill time. I didn't know what to do. What do you do then? Like, you literally can't. Like Joe Buck and Troy Aikman were, in, and then Susie Colbert, they all they were they, great. They just kudos just, to them. Instead and, of uh, I, I just maybe we just end it like this. Instead of criticizing everybody, how about you have compassion? And and I'm not saying towards Skip Bayless, but just in general, like yeah, just, the the NFL is this giant conglomerate, like that to just cancel a game like on a win. Like, I I get it, and they. The five minute thing. Well, I'm assuming we're going to learn more Probably about it. Probably with like, that. I think that. So, might, so I'll withhold some mm. judgment to see like who, who said who what, said what and who when. directed what. But I, it, I can't imagine Goodell's like the the guy in the Gladiator you know movie saying, "Hey, you must play on." No, I, I, I doubt I, that. Again, my thought the whole time was that they're probably like they're definitely canceling this thing, and they're probably going to try and give us some guidance 
before they make the announcement, but they just were being ultra care. I don't know. It, the, the, it was the, a weird two hours. It, it was. So I, Dude, unfortunately, am I wrong though, to just think the best in humans like that? Skip Bayless doesn't not care if he lives or dies. Well, he just is really bad. We all know people like that who they just, they have no filter and they just say it, but it doesn't mean they're, I don't know. I I I might exclude him from the good people conversation. <laughs> okay, whatever. But I, I don't know. I, don't, I would say I don't know Skip Bayless. I, I just like I do believe he should have just kept his mouth shut. That's the whole point. I do believe ninety five percent of people are good people. Yeah. In this world, unfortunately, the five percent and this is you've seen it on the message board. You've seen yeah, it. On, so no, you, they're you, the they loud. They're the ones that you, you hear from, and there were some loud ones on on Twitter yesterday. Gosh. Now I I do think. Um, Unfortunately, this has happened a couple of times before that I've actually been watching. Somehow, I've watched all three of these things happen. During the COVID year, there was the Florida the Florida player that collapsed, yep. um, Keontae Johnson. He's actually now at K-State. He's yeah, actually he playing great. Plays really well, yep. yeah. Um, and that game continued, even though there were some serious questions about his health. And then in 20, I think it was last summer, during the Euro soccer, Christian Eriksen, had a cardiac arrest on the field at the Euros and was brought... You were watching that. Yeah, and I was watching that too and was brought back to life. And that game continued 90 minutes after. So it's not... So this has happened before. So, I mean, I have... To your point, I have some sympathy for... And and when you have... When you've had neck injuries and, and really, you know, paralyzing incidents in the NFL, the games have continued. Jesus, so, do you remember when Owen Hart fell from the top of the... And that continued, and, right. And that's WWE, but they like, they literally scooped his body up and, and kept the pay-per-view going. I don't think that was right, but I guess... The, yeah. So the precedent isn't... Yeah. So there is some precedent, so I understand where the NFL's were like, well, what do we do here? I th- yeah. Ultimately, I'm glad... They made the right call. Everything happened, but... to. In, in in emergency situations, we no, nobody knows how we're going to react. And it's a lot easier to react from your keyboard than it is when you're in the moment. And, um, yeah, just, I mean, just a surreal, surreal couple of hours. Well, I hope, I hope the young man and pray the young man will, will pull through. You know, it sounds like, I would say this, it, it seems better now at 10 o'clock than it did when I went to bed last night. Yeah. So. And the other neat thing, uh, it got brought up. This is the power of social media in a good way. And this is back to when I think that 95% of humans are good people. The charity that the young man started in college uh, had $2,500 when before the game last night. It's now raised, I think, over $4 million Wow. Just from everybody around the world seeing that on That's social cool. media and chipping in. So, they, I, they, it's the... That's cool. It gets highlighted some of the negative, but they're they're always as as was who was uh Mr. Rogers. Always look for the personally look for the nice ones. Always Daniel, look for the kind ones. Daniel the Tiger. Daniel guy. The Tiger. <laughs> Myself, but Mr. Rogers, he did some good stuff too. He, he does. Always look for the helpers, Chris. All right, um, Brent will be back with Stansberry. They're going to do a corner three. Probably going to do a lot on Oklahoma, right? Yeah, that's a they're a. Weird team. They're they're Ken I don't Palm think is better than Iowa State. I, I watch them and I don't think they're very good. But then metrics like them. Yeah, the metrics like them. All right. Uh, thanks to MacDyne for sponsoring us. Wiffles Hybrids. We will be back on Sunday this week. I promise. We'll get back to normal. Have a good week, guys.